0: In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Thank you for listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. And here at Ideal Remake, we like to keep things simple. When we're planning breakfast, we just make sure to have chocolate milk, cocoa puffs, buttermilk, chocolate strawberries, peaches, Wheaties, chocolate bananas, pancakes, sausage, toast, oatmeal, apples, and bacon. And to help me eat all this, we have returning guest Gretchen Kroll. So, Gretchen, is Savannah Smiles a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade?
1: Should be remade.
0: All right. Good. <laughs> that covers our bases. <laughs> so uh, I guess before we dive into it, Gretchen, hi. Welcome back to Ideal Remake. Thanks, Sam. For for people who don't know you immediately, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll dive into the movie.
1: Uh, my name's Gretchen. And actually through COVID, I started doing a children's TV show on YouTube. I say TV show lightly because it is on YouTube, but it's called The Babysitters Here. I read a children's book and then I do an activity based on arts. Uh, My goal is to get arts education accessible to all kids.
0: I think that's wonderful. Thanks. That's a lovely idea. And I will recommend former guest of this show, Josh Funk's children's books, because they are great and lovely. Oh, excellent. I will check him out. Yes, he has a. Uh, I mean, he has so many different good books.
1: I feel like he's come across my path. Like I think I might have some of his books checked out from the library right now.
0: Possibly, I think we found him in the library uh, when I was doing my last podcast too. Uh, but like, he's got uh, Sir French Toast and Lady Pancake. Yes, it's, it's a ho-
1: yes, I have that one. I love that book. I just have to it's... figure out the art and craft around it. I might have one of my chef friends do maybe a cooking segment.
0: Yeah, do it.
1: Because sometimes I veer off from the arts, like I've done a couple episodes with mindfulness or STEM activities versus artsy activities. But anyway. <laughs>
0: that's I like it. Good. I'm glad you found that one. It, that's amazing. He is It's great. a fun book. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it so much. Um, okay. So cool. So then let's talk about this movie. So we're talking about Savannah Smiles. And I've been asking around and I can't say no one, almost no one has ever heard of this movie. So I have to ask, where did you first see this? That's why you picked it, I'm sure.
1: That's why I I picked it. Um, It was a favorite of my sister and I when we were growing up, and a neighbor of ours had recommended it to us. Back in the VCR days, I think they had HBO and we didn't, so she had recorded the movie and let us borrow the VHS.
0: I mean, that's adorable. And
1: my sister and I loved it. I thought it was super obscure and I was talking to a friend about it literally the week you asked me about this. And I said something about Savannah Smiles and she goes, I didn't think anyone else knew that movie. I love that movie. I loved it (laughs) when I was a kid. And then you're like, what movie should we do that's, you know, like a kid's movie? I'm like, oh, I've got a great obscure one for you.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is kind of perfect. Every once in a while, and it's almost always a kid's movie because those are the ones people watch over and over when they're a kid and then somehow remember. Like, uh, I, I kind of lumped this in with previous episodes, The Peanut Butter Solution and Pet Shop, in that they're movies that exist and they each had like some well-known actor or two in them, just like this one does. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie that the vast majority of us haven't seen, but those people who did see it, they they grew up with it. Like, this is one of those childhood movies that they watched over and over again.
1: Exactly. And it's one of those, I think having watched it a few times as an adult, to me, it holds up pretty well, considering it's almost 40 years old, or it is 40 years old. I don't know. But um, I think it holds up pretty well. And my sister made her husband watch it during COVID. And he actually, I guess he got a little emotional, like he enjoyed it. She said he got cringy, because it's very 70s style. But uh, yeah, but he still was like, "Oh, this is really sweet
0: <laughs> yeah, so I watched this movie for for the first time a few nights ago, and i that that's basically how I would describe it also, like not cringy, mm-hmm. but very, very sweet. It's a very nice movie that if you dissect even a little, doesn't work, but like just surface level, it's an incredibly sweet movie, absolutely. And sometimes when you're in the middle of a pandemic, even though the pandemic's sort of winding down, sometimes you just kind of need something that's super duper sweet. And it's just like, ah, this is warm and nice.
1: Yeah. And I had to laugh because I'm like, well, I guess we wouldn't remake it coming off a of pandemic because everyone was just locked up for however long, depending
0: on what state they're in. <laughs> They've spent time with their kids. so You'd think, but like. You'd think that that would be a reason for them to all of a sudden be like, great, I spent so much time with this kid. They're good. I'm going to go do, like, I, I'm finally going to return. <laughs> I'm going to go do my stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like, all of a sudden, this kid is used to all of this. Atten- like, if anything, now's the perfect time because it's kids who are used to constant attention. And then that stops because all of a sudden the parents can do something else. And the kid's or, like, yeah. but uh, I thought we were friends. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. If anything, I think now is the perfect time for Savannah Smiles.
1: I love that. I love this idea.
0: <laughs> Let's remake it. Let's do it. <laughs> the the crazy thing about it is like, so the movie's called Savannah Smiles, but the tagline is so cheesy. Oh, what uh,
1: is I don't even know what the tagline is.
0: So the movie's called Savannah Smiles. So the tagline is, and love will never be the same.
1: I don't know how I feel about that. I mean... I actively don't like it. I don't. It's, especially for a kid's movie, that kind of is coming off the wrong way.
0: Yeah, I mean, this as a kid's movie is sets a whole bunch of bad examples, because it's like, oh, Stranger oh, Danger? absolutely. You're going to have an adventure with this stranger. Get into this random car.
1: Oh, yeah. Even when I was a kid. Oh, So for those of you who don't know this movie, which I'm assuming is 99% of the audience. Accurate. Um, It's a story about a little girl whose parents are well off and he's very active. I mean, they're probably millionaires and he's about to run for Congress. So they're constantly at dinners and having cocktail parties. And she's always with the nanny and she's kind of over it. So she's getting sent off to her aunt and uncles for the weekend and packs a bag and throws it in a random car while she's with her aunt at the park. And I, she doesn't get kidnapped. I'm always like, she's kidnapped, but she's not really. They don't know she's in the backseat of her car, but they're two uh, no, no, ex-convict. ex ex-convicts.
0: No, no, not ex-convicts. They're oh, not ex-convicts. They are, they are you're current right, they are convicts. convicts.
1: They are current convicts. <laughs> they literally
0: right. <laughs> are uh, uh, jail escapees, and they're on the run. And it happens. And so they're sitting on the side of the road in a stolen car, a stolen like clunker piece of junk. <laughs> And this little girl, like, and then, th- like, one of them, uh, Boots, hands Alvy an ice cream cone, and Alvy's like, I'm an angry old man, and I don't eat ice cream. And, and so, like, he takes the ice cream and throws it out of the car and happens to hit a passing motorcycle cop. And the cop is, like, talking to them, is, like, what do you think you're doing throwing stuff outside of your car? You hit a cop. Do you know how bad that is? Hey, sweetie. And they're like, hey, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> and they turn around and there's a tiny and there's a a six year old girl little blonde girl in the back of their car.
1: yeah, so anyway, they discover who she is because it's in the papers and there's a reward for her safe return. So they're trying to figure out how they can return her safely on all ends while right. collecting this reward. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, they hang on to her for a few days, but she has like the time of her life, which when I was a kid, there's that part of me that was smart enough to go, I know you shouldn't <laughs> run away, but dang, she just had like the best three days. I think she got Cocoa Puffs for breakfast. My
0: mom would let me have Cocoa Puffs for breakfast. This Cocoa is- Puffs oh. and, and chocolate milk. Yeah. That's exactly. double chocolate. Well, the other crazy thing is that like she literally gets the idea to run away from watching an episode of Little Rascals on TV. Oh, that's
1: right. That's so right. So literally
0: something <laughs> on TV teaching a kid to run away is now on TV potentially teaching kids to run away. Absolutely. And like the the basic premise of this movie is that she is so adorable and so sweet that these two criminals, like their hearts just melt and they just want to make sure this little girl is happy. And Boots is the one who all of a sudden is like, yeah, we got to take care of her. She's a kid. We got to do the right thing. And like gives up crime, gets a job in order to like (laughs) take care of this kid. And Alvy's the one that's like, no, this kid is just the money to me. That's all I care about. And then when Boots runs an errand to go pick up things, uh, Alvy spends time with this little girl and she's just so sweet that he's like, all right, you're cool. We're friends now, and just like they Beginning both, out. <laughs> they both reach a point where they care about this little girl so much they just want to make sure she's safe, and they want to get her back to her family in a way that they don't get arrested, but they also don't care about the money anymore. And it was a lot, and it's it's a lot of money for any, it's a lot of money now. I can only imagine how much money it was yeah. forty years ago.
1: Exactly, and because even when she does, spoiler alert, when she gets returned to her parents. And they're dealing with the authorities. Albie says, I hope no one ever tells her that we're actually the bad guys.
0: No, Boots says that.
1: Oh, well, either way, whoever said it. It's like the bad (laughs) guys were like, I hope she doesn't find out that we were these bad guys that she happened upon. And they do tell her at some point. They're like, you can't do this again because the next time you won't be so lucky. Like, that's great you wandered into our car. but
0: (laughs) They literally have a whole conversation about stranger danger. And they're like, yeah don't talk to strangers. You know us now. Right now we're not strangers and we're being good to you. But you got so lucky, kid.
1: You got super lucky. And I mean, what's funny to me is even when I was little and I would watch this, I'm like, I don't know why she picked their car. Probably because the windows were down. I'm sure she was practical that way. But it's this junker people. If you haven't seen the movie, this car is like running on its last like couple legs and so i'm like i would be picking the porsche i'd be like oh they got some money or the mercedes like you know Kids you, I don't the- think
0: in that that way oh uh, you'd be surprised uh, that's fair especially i mean that's fair And this kid <laughs> this kid grew up pretty damn privileged um but uh, like she would know the difference
1: she'd be like oh that's a chrysler no oh mercedes
0: i will say you know. but be- before we go further and like I mean, we've said the end of the movie. It doesn't matter. This isn't a movie that can really be spoiled. But basically, like, if this is a movie you want, you feel like you want to watch, it's a. It, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free. It's available. You can go yes. watch it. Savannah smiles. It's like an hour and a half, and it's very, very sweet. It is just like it's. It's just a warm, friendly movie, and it's the sort of movie that is just nice. And if you want to watch a movie that's just nice, especially now. Go for it. Savannah Smiles is a good one for you.
1: Yes, yeah, like there's really no unlikable people.
0: I mean, maybe yes, there the dad. is. The dad is the most unlikable person. The, the dad, dad is very the unlikable. Dad and all of the cops.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're all jumpy. They're they're jumpy. Um, but the well, dad no, because just- we got
0: to talk about it. So like. Uh, so now, now we're going to get into weird spoilers. So like, they figure out where this little girl is. And like, the dad hires a special detective to come in. And he literally has a conversation with some of the other cops. He says, we need to do this, this, and this. And the cops say, we did that, we did that, we did that. And he's like, cool. So it's like, I don't even need to be here. And they're like, yeah. But then they keep doing that. And then he keeps doing things. Like he calls in a special strike force to go after these guys. And basically their rule is... We're going to kill Alvi because Boots will give up after we kill this guy. And they were going to do it. They literally fire the shot to kill Alvi that only happens to miss because he happens to bend down. They were on multiple occasions just going to kill him and then hope the other guy surrendered and then take the kid. It is wild.
1: You're practical, cause see, so the, the, this detective is played by Peter Graves, who we all know from airplane fame. <laughs> so in my head, I never take him too seriously. There's a, I have a cognitive dissonance with him because I'm like, oh, well, he's the guy from airplane. I mean, it's a, he, it's a serious part and he is serious. Everything Sam just said is completely true. But a part of me in my head is like, and don't call me Shirley after he talks because he was an airplane.
0: Yeah. Which I also
1: watched as a child. So, you know.
0: <laughs> and, like, even in this movie where there's, like, he's the definitely the bad cop and there is also the quote-unquote good cop. The good cop mm-hmm. just kind of lets him – the good cop says, I don't think this kid was kidnapped. I think this kid ran away. Based on the yeah. evidence I'm seeing, I think they just found this little girl. And then he still stands by and lets the, the other cops try to kill someone who is, in this case, completely innocent. So Absolutely.
1: That would have to be reworked for sure. And I think nowadays it would be because, I mean, people are smarter now. We, we know that there's the good cops who would stand up. I mean, like, Do no, we? we? Because can't. that
0: hasn't happened. That's the that's the thing we've learned this year. The thing we've learned this year is that there are no good cops that are standing up. Like it's an, when uh the dude got pushed over in Buffalo in June, the old man got pushed over and his head got cracked on the pavement and then the two, the cops who pushed him over uh got suspended. The rest of the precinct went on strike in defense of the cops that pushed over an old man. No one stood up against the cops that were like, "No, no." No one said, hey, don't do that. It, it it was the other way. That's true.
1: Well, I have a friend who's a cop, so I've heard some stories from the flip side about how they've had to stand there during certain protests getting yelled at and spit on, and they cannot do a thing. And they're doing overtime
0: because... That's, that's fine. Yelled at and spit at is one thing. You can go home after that. You can't go home after being shot. True.
1: True.
0: So it's it, it, different, different weapons. Uh yeah, and yelled at and spit on in response to being shot it's not good. Separate conversation. But basically, like b- part of this is that some of the people I had cast was my my two criminals I cast as not st- like everyone in this movie, uh, with one exception, is uh, white. Um, and yes. so I I made my two criminals not white, and I so because part of the reason would be like. <laughs>
1: my problem with that cuz i was going in that direction and i was like wait but then if i oh i well i didn't want to make the bad guys the quote unquote bad guys minorities either it got tricky it did i also ha- i also in my head ended up going more comedic like oh i it also
0: a, went super comedic
1: okay i was like i just feel like this would almost in order for this to work today it have to be i mean even like home alone it's pretty funny but it's touching at the same time um, and we all know we shouldn't skip our flight so we can just hang out at home and fight off the bad guys.
0: Yeah. Like, I remade, that's not I made home alone. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Alone. It was great. Uh, but uh, th- so the reason why I made them more ethnically diverse is because I want part of the reason that they can't just bring the little girl back or can't just drop her off at a police station is, like, they will kill us. We are We are not white mm. people. We're going to... And and we're not white people who they think kidnapped a blonde little girl. We're going to get dead, like immediately. And that, because that's kind of what's been happening. And that's kind of what everyone is being exposed to this year. And so that's why it's like, so we can kind of play into that while also kind of being socially conscious of this is still a very real problem that people are facing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So that, that's kind of why I went there. But like largely in terms of what we need to do with this cast is, not this cast, uh, this story. I mean, what uh, theoretically we're going to be setting this now, right? I, uh, presumably, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things about this movie, and I did not do that, did, did not do that when I was uh, remaking everything, is that the guy who plays Alvy, so like the quote unquote star of this movie is a guy named Mark Miller. Okay. He also wrote the movie. He also produced the movie. <laughs> so accurate. Basically, and there are a lot of people in this movie who are. It felt like he's like someone who like almost made it and is almost more well known, and then kind of pulled in a bunch of friends to like kind of create this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I think he largely did a good job, but the thing that he was missing was like distribution. Because I think this could have been a very sweet, well-known movie.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what the distribution was. I mean, I know it was on HBO.
0: Yeah, but when you watched it 20 years later. Although, I guess now that I'm looking at it, because I'm looking at the IMDb Pro, I can't imagine that this was an especially expensive movie. But it made $10 million at the box office.
1: Which, yeah, for 40 years ago, that's good.
0: You know what? We just might be judging based on how culturally penetrative this movie was but this movie might be a success it might have been a
1: success i actually just read a great great quote about success or like failure success i'm gonna digress for a hot second paul williams who wrote the music and the songs for the muppet movies including the rainbow connection so to me i'm a huge i love paul williams huge fan of his uh he's quoted or he has this little thing about how He did this movie called The Phantom of the Paradise. I think it's a roller rink. Basically, on paper, it's a failure. But fast forward, uh, it actually inspired um, Guillermo del Toro.
0: Oh, I read that also.
1: Yeah, so it's like, just because on paper it's a failure doesn't mean you didn't inspire someone. And it's like, maybe it's not a failure in some other way. So there's there's everybody's little bit
0: of inspiration.
1: Savannah Smiles. Maybe not great on paper, but... (laughs) Was inspiring it inspiring
0: children? Was it also Daft Punk that he also inspired? Like he inspired, it inspired an album. I think there was something with Daft Punk. The, yeah. the I think I read a more abbreviated version of the quote, the, but the, the version I read, ta- like he was also talking about how, like he was getting, like like had just finished working with Daft Punk or something because, like this this thing that he wrote had inspired them for some reason, and then like the reason why he was working with Guillermo del Toro 20 years later is because. He was at a premiere and this one little kid went up and asked him to sign the post.
1: I love your Phantom of the Paradise movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's adorable. And I love stuff like that. And yeah. You ne- you never know what little thing you're going to do is going to inspire people. Like, say you made a Little Rascals episode in the 50s and all of a sudden in the 80s, <laughs> it inspires a little girl to run away from home.
1: I mean, isn't that everyone's goal? Getting kids to run away from home? Yeah. Absolutely
0: so we talked a little bit about kind of like the main, like the villains of this movie, but we didn't talk about the parents because the mom, the the mom is kind of there with the dad and she maybe should have stepped away from the dinner when her child was asking for her, Uh, her dinner. We're like, he's in the middle of a story. I don't know a single parent. How could you do do that?
1: that. Yeah. I don't know a single, well, that's a lie. That's a lie. So, I mean, I worked an event once and, the parents didn't even know. The well-known parents didn't know where their well-known kids were that day. That's like, oh, how are the kids? Oh, I think this one might be in New York right now, the other one. So, <laughs> I mean, people really don't have tabs on their kids at a certain level in society.
0: I mean, that's what the help is for.
1: That's exactly. They have the help. Yeah, and I mean, the mom comes around, but it takes for the little girl running away for her to realize this is impacting her to that extent.
0: Yeah, it's also very much the Hollywood thing of like, th- this is the mother; she must care. These are the rules. You yeah, can't, you can't have an uncaring mother in a Hollywood movie. Meanwhile, the dad is like, "Yeah, get her back, whatever," or like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll get the, de- we'll pay for the detective to get her back."
1: Yeah, I don't need my city police. I can pay for someone better.
0: Yeah, and, it. He, and he's more concerned about like his image. Like that's all he cares about. Like when they're at dinner. Oh, yeah? What, what, during the dinner, when the health comes up and says, hey, your daughter's asking to see you, and the friend goes, he's in the middle of a story. Like, it's your husband. You've heard the story. You can go. Exactly. I
1: feel like moms now would say that. And I don't know what family friend wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, you should go take care yeah. of your kid, who's, who's fucking adorable, by the way.
0: Yeah, seriously. Like, they got <laughs> the cutest kid. The cutest little kid. Um. But, th- 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 so... And then that happens and then the dinner ends and the dad's like, I can't believe our entire dinner was ruined. And the mom's like, What are you talking about? At some point in the middle of the dinner, someone came up and said, Our daughter wanted to see you. The our nerd, daughter
1: wanted a bedtime story. I can't believe it. It's
0: crazy. Uh, our two hour long she dinner to get was Yeah, in. <laughs> our two hour long dinner was interrupted by five seconds of a a daughter's desire to see her mother. And it's just like, That's oh, okay. This is just a bad person. This is a bad human being.
1: It's so bad. And it, it made me laugh. There's a, there's an old movie also from the eighties called seems like old times with uh, Charles Grodin. And he's also running for Senate or the DA or something political. I can't remember. Uh, but Goldie Hawn plays his wife and Chevy Chase is her ex-husband and he's on the lam. <laughs> he just ends up crashing the dinner and it's this total disaster. So I had to think of during Savannah smiles, When he's like, this dinner was ruined. I'm like, you should see this movie with Chevy Chase where he totally destroys this dinner. That's very political. (laughs) His like, dinner was far from destroyed, dude. You need perspective.
0: Yeah, like literally no one noticed. And like so and then so that's a bad thing that he does. And then later in the movie he burns
1: the letter. He burns the letter. Like literally Well First of all, actually I don't blame him for burning the letter because I mean that's the plot and it shows how awful he is. I'm more mad actually at the housekeeper, because she knows he's a douche. She knows he's the bad guy. But the housekeeper goes to him. The housekeeper now would go to the mom and be like, yo, on the down low I found this, but like I just thought you should know.
0: Yeah. Because the mom um, never knows about the note, and I mean that's true, and that's part of that's part of the problem. So, like, basically, yeah. what happened? The note is Savannah leaves a note saying, "I am running away." Like in her handwriting, she wrote, a "I'm note running out. away
1: because with a frowny
0: face." Yeah. She doesn't Oh even yes, s- you're right. She doesn't I'm even running use away her because words. sad. Because sad.
1: Because sad uh,
0: face.
1: Which I guess and, when you're four and learning how to write, that's all you can do.
0: Right. And so the dad who's like, well, I've already hired and made this, this whole big thing about how my daughter was kidnapped. I can't project the appearance that my daughter was unhappy right here and that's why she left. So obviously I'm going to burn this letter and faces no repercussions for his actions.
1: No, the, the, which is the bad awful. guy it- in
0: a kid's movie is never punished.
1: And the thing is, it's like, I mean, what kid doesn't at some point contemplate running away from home, even if it's just for a brief second? Like,
0: yeah, all you kids know. think about it. That's why we need yeah. to have episodes of Little Rascals and movies like Savannah Smiles <laughs> to really inspire how easy it is to just jump in a car and go. I think, see, I didn't have a suitcase. So I was like, I don't know
1: what i put my stuff in.
0: That's the difference uh, between those rich kids with their fancy suitcases. Uh, and she runs away. Snoopy.
1: Snoopy Snow- Her, her
0: suit was Yeah. Cause she's at some, point, at some point, she's wearing Disneyland, like, Mickey Mouse ears. She yes. has a Snoopy suitcase. And then she runs away while wearing a fur coat.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it looked faux, but still. But still. This, this
0: family, you think this family would put their child in a faux fur coat? I mean no, 40
1: no. years ago that's a little borderline.
0: Yeah. Well, I think because she's a kid they make sure to have that fur coat only made out of baby animals cuz she's a kid. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh it's a, it's a actually, box. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, let me let me I want to double check something real quick cuz I think this is going to be really funny. I'm I'm calculating when uh <laughs> when this episode's going to come out and it's going to come out, uh, Birthday? So, no, this movie. Th- so this episode's going to come out May twenty fifth, which means that in okay. three days, Cruella Deville movie premieres. So oh. we're really talking about we're we're on the cusp of current Hercox events being a thing again. Yeah, <laughs> We're gonna make things out of all the animals, all a hundred and one of them. I can't believe oh. they made a Cruella the Deville movie. I can't believe they made a Cruella de Vil movie and it looks great.
1: I haven't seen the trailer yet. I'm not going to lie. Uh,
0: are you going to see the movie? Are you one of those people who doesn't like to watch trailers because you'll watch the movie and you like going in blind or you just haven't gotten to it? It
1: depends on the movie. I just haven't, I happen to have not seen this trailer yet.
0: Yeah. My, my rule is if I know I'm going to see the movie, I don't watch trailers if I can avoid it. But if yeah. I don't know, that's when I'll watch the trailer. And this was one I didn't know. I was, and so I watched the trailer and I was like, All right, fine, let's do this. It looks fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the dad's a monster, and he, like, faces no consequences for his actions. And then the two criminals, Alvy and Boots, whose hearts melt and they become good people because of the sweetness of this little girl, get arrested and we're pretty sure get thrown back in jail.
1: Of of course, what made me sad was, I mean, the best part, I mean, not the best part, but at the beginning, so Bootsy breaks Alvy out of prison and like after the whole getaway sequence, Alvi looks at him and he's like, I'd say thanks, but I'm getting parole next week. Like you busted yeah. me out of prison a week away from my like actual potential release. You yeah. couldn't wait. Like, come on. So I just it always I mean, yeah, as a kid even, I was like, Oh man, this poor dude. <laughs> like, they were they're good bad guys.
0: But <laughs> well, that's the sort of thing, like I thought Boots was the actually good criminal. Alvi wasn't idiot like because literally all their crimes boots kept doing well and then Alvi would mess it up by being angry or something like boots yeah, successfully yeah. orchestrated a prison break and of course Alvy should have stood outside the car and said i'm getting paroled on friday just go i'll catch up with you after friday <laughs> oh okay drives off right yeah with his with his uh aquatic car but
1: yeah, it was it was definitely low budget. It's a low budget prison breakout sequence.
0: Yeah, and, but but in a funny way, I enjoyed it. Um, and oh, the, absolutely! And like they're they're hiding from the cops. Like they break out of prison. Like they have, they and they like they get away and they're hiding from cops. Like because they covered their car, like covered his car in a bunch of like branches and bushes, and the cops miss him. So then they go to the one <laughs> place where they would be seen, which is they drive the car into a river and float down the river having a car in the middle of the river covered in trees is the most noticeable thing you can do.
1: That's, I mean, yeah, not so bright, not so bright. At least, you know, go up to the mountains, drive it into a mountain yeah. and then walk down or something.
0: I don't know. As far as I'm concerned with, with that one exception, Boots was a very, very good criminal and Alvy was just loud and angry. Cause like, right. right. Boots was, was shoplifting from that shop while talking to someone and the dude never knew.
1: Yeah. And he even stole her a rubber
0: ducky. He even stole her a rubber ducky because he knew.
1: Because he just knew.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so we haven't talked about this yet, but I, I had such a shock watching this movie when we get to the two thirds point and they're finally figuring out, like trying to reach out. They found where the du- two dudes are, they're trying to break in, and for some reason a priest shows up. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the priest shows up, I go, Mr. Miyagi? It's Mr. Miyagi. It's Mr. Miyagi as a priest, and it was. I, I, part of me was like, "That can't be Mr. Miyagi. He just looks kind of like this." I'm being racist for thinking that this other old Asian dude looks like this. No, but no, no. it's
1: Pat Morita. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was Pat Morita. <laughs> it was Mr. Miyagi.
1: Because a friend of mine did a project with him years ago. And it's more a friend of a friend. But I was just like, he was in this movie I watched as a kid. <laughs> everyone else was excited about Karate Kid. I'm like, he was the priest in Savannah's smile. Tell him I said hi.
0: <laughs> and he did a great job, too. Like, he was. Oh, great. yeah.
1: And he was he's also. to help very- negotiate everything. It's like he yeah. realizes the bad guys aren't really bad guys. He knows everyone wants the best for the little
0: girl. Yes. At the end of the day. And when the raid fails and like Alvy pulls the gun and said, all right, we're making, we're going away from this area that's surrounded by cops. No one better do anything. He walks over to the try priest to The priest runs out. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: like, man, don't shoot a priest. Like I just, yeah. I'm here. I'm in peace. And he means it. And and, he's- and yeah,
0: he helps them get the car started. They get going and then they have the priest come with them. And the priest has them make a stop so he can go officiate a wedding. Yeah, Which is a good eighties humor. <laughs> ah it was great and then they keep going and then like he also had this really good moment at the end where after alvi so th- they they finally they reach out to the parents and say they go to the ski lift and they say we want to give the daughter back we don't want the money it's fine just meet us here and we'll do this thing please don't tell the cops we will give you your daughter back if you don't tell the cops and we'll meet you here and they and they yeah. say fine so of course the dad calls the cops and they they meet and uh at some point, they get, uh, Al- because Alvi now loves this little girl so much, he gets her a puppy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that for a second.
0: <laughs> and while they're, while they're waiting for the parents to show up so they can give her back, they um, or so they can like have the priest, it's a whole thing. Um, she runs <laughs> off with the dog. And so then all of a sudden they're like, uh, holds for talent one moment. And they, they have to go find uh, Savannah again. They, and Alvi finds her on uh, like kind of by the river with the dog. And he's like, all right, it's time for you to go. We all kind of have to go and deal with things. Like Alvy's kind of saying- We have to go back to real life again. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a fun, we'll never forget this, but we do It was have to a go fun back- vacation, but we're done. He yeah.
1: doesn't even call it a vacation.
0: He does. He absolutely does. Or
1: like the, your little trip is over and we all have to go back to our places.
0: Yeah. And like he's implying he has to go back to jail. He says she gets to go back to her rich family. And, like, as he's saying this, like, he's getting surrounded by cops who all have guns drawn on him. And then, so then he gives the little girl a piggyback and, like, meets the mom in the middle of the river, sets them down, and, like, keep going. and But then the the priest, who, uh, Father O'Hara walks up after he drops off the little girl and says may I walk with you while you go back and I'm pretty sure to try police- and keep the cops he's
1: I think he's trying to keep the cops from like totally taking him down or like yeah. at least shooting him to death because yeah it's, like that's a little act- yeah it's like oh that's so yeah I mean the cops still get in and split them up and arrest Alby, but I think but they, they arrest
0: him and don't kill him
1: they arrest him exactly
0: Exactly. Uh, And and there's a great moment.
1: One of them says to the dad or to the parents, it's like, you just make sure she's happy. And the dad, of course, gets defensive. It's like the the bad guys are like, your kid did this because you're dicks. And the dad's like, what? And the mom's like, yeah, by the way, I'm also out. (laughs) Like she up and leaves. So it's like, oh, okay.
0: Like she doesn't say thank you, but also, uh, it's like one of those, I feel like if this movie came out in the 90s, They would have had a moment at the end where it's like, and every once in a while we get to visit this little girl we're friends with now. But no, no, no. Yeah. This is a 70s, 80s movie. We just, like, this is just a return to normalcy of the rich people go back to being rich with no consequences whatsoever. And the the poor criminals go to jail.
1: Well, actually, the dad, he does lose everything. I mean, the dad does lose his wife and daughter at the end of the day because the wife is going to leave him.
0: Did she say well, that?
1: she says she says goodbye, Richard. And he realizes she says goodbye. She has Savannah in her arms and she says goodbye, Richard. And he's like, oh, I just fucked this up.
0: Oh, I just thought that meant she was going home. I didn't think that meant she was. going No, go home.
1: I always even when I was a kid, I always took it as like, nope, I'm going to take this kid and give her the attention she needs because she processed it. And when like two convicts are like, dude, you got this great kid. Spend time with her. Because it's after that. It's like the bad guys call them out and he's like, what do you mean? I'm getting defensive because I'm a dad and I'm doing the best I can. And she's like, yeah, no, bye, Richard.
0: That's how that's I took it. That's a fair interpretation. It's not explicitly said, so I... Because I, I it's the 80s. I don't think they want to, you know...
1: And it's kind of a kid's movie, so I feel like I'm the down low. They don't yeah. want to traumatize kids. Like, oh, no, mommy, oh, no yeah, you're not getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But maybe I I did not get that impression. But I can totally see that you get how you get that impression. And I always I think, thought this I, I think movie would have.
1: I feel like maybe actually maybe even instead of a remake, a sequel would be great. It's like what you're talking about. Like what does happen? Like does the mom leave the dad? Is Savannah happy down the road? <laughs> what happens to the convicts? Does the I mom mean, like feel badly and like hire them to garden for her or something like that? Like, do they actually go through with pressing charges? Because they could say, like, we're not going to press charges. I could see the mom being like, yeah, no, you kept my daughter safe and happy for three days.
0: Well, especially – and it felt like longer than three days. But it, it also feels like they put the little girl on the stand. She says, no, I ran away. Because she kept saying that over and over again to everybody. Yeah. She was like, Oh, no, I, ran away. I wasn't
1: happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, like, I, I feel like, A, they can't press charges. But, B – they broke out. Both guys broke boots. Broke out of jail, and then broke Alvy out of jail. They did. They, yeah. they did some I crimes mean, so and robbed some places. they And literally to stole prison. multiple cars. Like they did. A, they did some grand okay. theft autos.
1: So they'd go to prison, but not for the girl.
0: Not for the girl. Side. Not absolutely not. <laughs> they take that off. That that is not. It is just criminal, not uh, whatever the other it's one is. Just
1: automobile stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't know dude. anything about law stuff. But yeah.
0: But yeah, it was one of those movies that was like, it. it's presented in such a way at the end to feel hopeful. But I think you start thinking mm-hmm. about it and you're like, mm, I don't think it's going to be all that great. I always
1: felt hopeful. Well, again, because I think the mom is leaving the dad. I was always hopeful for the two of them to like rebuild their relationship because she's young enough that she'll be like, oh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, unless she was a trophy right. wife and he has all the money and they have no uh, prenup and no. she gets nothing in the divorce.
1: I, well, then he'd especially be a D-bag. But I feel like Savannah
0: would still appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Savannah would love it. Savannah I doesn't. Pre- I mean, Savannah, let's she be honest. Care. She I was happy in that shack. She was happy in a shack, but they she kept showering has- her with gifts. Like she, she kept being but- given stuff.
1: I've always been OCD enough that even as a kid, I was like, so while she's having fun playing with them, because they actually would play with her and read stories to her, which her parents wouldn't do, I appreciated that aspect of it. But I was like, I can't believe she's taking a bath in that tub, because she's definitely getting something besides clean.
0: (laughs) As 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 a a child, I would have been the exact same. Like, I've always been like, I don't like being dirty kind of kid. Yes,
1: yes. I'm like, wait, I don't know you. Your mom can't make a sandwich for me because I don't know where her hands have been. I only trust my mom's hands.
0: <laughs> I, I did not go that far. It depends on who the kid was. It depended. Yes. But at the same time, but like kind of, yeah. So in terms of like location, not comfortable. But in terms of like costly, well, like bringing also, new it's gifts. it's their house. Like, no, a rocking horse. No, it's an abandoned house that they figured out it's how to turn the power house. on. abandoned <laughs>
1: house. So yeah, they were able to rig the power, super, and that's where I even when I was a kid, I'm like, oh yeah, no, see, I wouldn't take that.
0: Up. Yeah, no. As a kid, I would also hate it.
1: <laughs> I would not dig that part of this running away. <laughs> so, but no, not she was cool with it. So I feel like even if the dad took all the money and the mom was like left out in the dust, see, I feel like for his political career, he wouldn't do it because that would be bad.
0: Yeah, especially at this time where they are, a divorced man can't be elected. He's not good especially for in Utah? city. Is that where this in was?
1: Utah they're all that was set it was set in Salt Lake City.
0: I didn't remember.
1: It was on the but it yes, was on the espe- bus.
0: Especially especially in Salt Lake City. Absolutely not. So it's like his political career is over.
1: Especially in Utah. Yeah. The Mormons would never go for that. <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. So we've kind of talked about the movie as it exists now. We need to talk about now what we're going to do for us. Because especially for setting this now, um, I feel, so I feel like we can have these, I, I think the idea of the bumbling criminals who like have their hearts melted and like meet this little girl and, and like they, they she teaches them that like, oh, it's okay to care. Because one of the things we haven't talked about is kind of like a running memory Montage that we have in the movie—that's Alvi's memory—and we kind oh, of have right. this memory that Alvi keeps happening of him as a little kid running after a truck with like his three siblings in it, as they're pointing and laughing at him not being able to make it into the truck. And this is the thing that kind of broke him and yeah. made him. Angry and they're going in into a town clown.
1: to like run, yeah,
0: yeah, and like that's what yeah, made him yeah. leave leave home at ten or eleven. And it's just like the fact that he didn't have this like this this happy childhood. And it's just like a happy childhood is what really what can allow someone to be happy in their adult life because and he's not. But at the end of this movie, they do that shot again, and this time the truck waits, and the three siblings, instead of pointing and laughing, wave and encourage him to catch up and get in the truck. And then all four of the kids, him and the siblings, drive off together. Kind of implying that having this these three days or however long it was with this little girl and actually having happy memories that he can go back to kind of so, was so psychological necessary that it kind of it somewhat healed this past trauma and will allow him to kind of approach life in a more positive way going forward.
1: Actually change.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. I thought, I thought that as a, as a uh, a device and a metaphor, I thought that worked really well.
1: It really does. And it's, I I don't think you see kids' movies that have a smart level to that, that they assume that you'll understand it as a kid.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was necessary. I mean, I feel like
1: they dumb stuff down. I mean,. I remember understanding as a kid that he was left out. I don't know that I put it together when I was a kid that that's why he did have the life of crime. I just got that he had this childhood and he was made fun of and he could relate to her on some level because he was left behind and she feels left behind all the time. Well, she even says at some point, um, I open all these presents on Christmas, but then my mom and dad go skiing and leave me with the
0: housekeeper. Yep.
1: So it's like Albie's like, oh, shit, just because you're rich doesn't mean your life is any better.
0: Yeah, it's true. I think so, and I think there are definitely kids that 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 appeals to, and especially kind of like in the way we talked about it earlier, of like, yes. especially now, like there are these kids who had this this year, year and a half, really, where they had to spend time with their parents every day because they had nothing else, or and they think, were
1: finally able to spend time with their parents.
0: Yeah, and I I also have like clients or like friends of friends connections where like the parents were like, I, I spent that's, yeah. I didn't have kids so I can spend time with them and are still finding ways to not do that anymore. But I know that there are others who are like, that's like, I, I like, I have friends and people I know who've like been going on adventures with their kids. Cause like, you can't see your friends. So we're going to go on adventures. We're going to go on road trips and we're going to play games and do things together. Cause we finally get this chance to do family stuff.
1: Exactly. We're going to make the best of homeschool. And one of my friends who was doing homeschool, even the other day, um, she said they're only young ones. They have spring fever. So instead of keeping them in front of the computer today, we actually went on an adventure. And she took them to, you know, whatever yeah. farm to go run around and look at like different flowers that are blooming for the first time this year and all of that. She's like, they're only kids once. So we'll catch up on Saturday. And
0: Meanwhile, I I know of people who, instead of doing that, uh just jumped on a private jet and went off for a weekend and left kids with the babysitters now in a pandemic oh my gosh it happens and so like i so that's why i think this is still very relevant Relevant. and so like so making this movie now i mean there's the whole cell phone aspect of it but i don't think a cell phone or having a cell phone changes what we would do if anything i think that that's like that could that that's it's the same metaphor we use in a bunch of different movies that I remake, but basically like it's this little kid who runs away and is just playing on their phone the whole time. But like, as they go on adventures with these, these two people she found kind of starts putting the phone away, starts putting the phone away and then doesn't realize when it ran out of power. And, and like when it runs out of yeah. power, they can't use it to track her anymore. And all of a sudden they don't know where she is. Cause she's having fun with these pe- like actual real Absolutely. in-person fun.
1: Or when she does try and I would probably even build up to it that like instead of the dinner where the parents get interrupted, maybe what you said, you know, there's the pandemic, they're on the private jet and she wants to FaceTime them, but they just ignore the call.
0: Oh God, that'd be so sad.
1: And she's like, it's a pandemic. Where else are you going? Like you have nowhere to go. How are you not picking up any of my calls? And the kid is still just like, F this, I'm out.
0: (laughs) Or they do the thing that, uh, I don't know if I did this while we were recording. Um, like literally she can run away and fail because she had her cell phone with her <laughs> and I'll like have, find my friends active. And so her parents are like, she's over there. And they just, they send the nanny to go pick her up and drag her home. So then when she runs away for real. Oh, and maybe she tries it multiple times. Yeah. And she keeps having her phone. And so finally when she tries it for real, she leaves her phone behind. Oh, I like that. She's smart enough to, yeah. I like that. She, so she's figured out that that's how, that's how they're and finding And kids her.
1: are tech savvy. I mean, I don't know how to use some of the stuff on my phone. I was just asking one of my cousin's kids how to do something with my phone. So.
0: <laughs> Funny. And so she finds these these two people and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let's go explore the world. Let's Let's, let's go. T- let's drive to Northern California and go see the wildflowers bloom. Let, let's let's and the go pine trees. pick strawberries. And yeah. Yeah. Depending on where you are, let's go to Pikachu Peak and visit the ostrich farm. Wherever. <laughs> no, I love it. I love this idea, and it's, and and I think that it should be going along with them and doing kind of their criminal things, but like she just keeps asking questions about what they're doing and why, and like when the, like why are we going to this of becomes, store? But why are we doing this? <laughs> why are we leaving so fast? I was having fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was having fun talking to the pharmacist. Why are you,
0: why do, why are you making me leave? Like, seriously, if we do things like that and that way, like, so this little girl kind of become like, it's sort of implied that it's in the original movie, but I think we can now kind of even more state that she's kind of sort of becomes their therapist (laughs) by just like talking to them, like talking to them and getting them to speak and talk about like why they're doing these things and what, well, why don't you go do that? That job's, that place has a, has a, um we're hiring sign. Yeah. I don't want to wash dishes. Why? I don't like answering to people. You're in the back. You won't talk to anybody. <laughs> Whatever, like stuff like yeah. that. And it's just like, this little girl is just like, the, the, the list, the listening- they are the attention that she's always craved, and she's the listening ear that they've always craved. Because they don't listen to each other. Yeah, no.
1: They're bumbling idiots, basically.
0: Yeah, and they're kind of, like, doing their own things and doing crimes, and it's everything's at a height until we have to get the thing done. But they don't, like, sit and talk to each other. But now, all of a sudden, they have someone who just wants to listen to them. And it's everything they've ever wanted. I love it. So- What one of my changes is that I would keep them on their crime spree because I think that's. I
1: love that. That would be funny, and that goes along. So in my mind, I'm like, I feel like I'd heighten the comedy, kind of. So it's layered. So the adults like it, the kids enjoy it, much like the Muppets, Shrek did that, where you know. The ups are laughing at certain jokes and the kids are appreciating yes. other humor.
0: But I also want it to be a point where, like, it, at first they were just the wanted criminals, but now she's also a wanted criminal. So, like, when when the crime is happening, the, the people they're robbing are helping the little girls. Like, oh, hey, here you go. Yep, great. We're also doing this crime. Yeah. And, like, they start, they get her a mask to wear, too. Not because, like, how, oh, oh. yeah. You really need to hide your, and then of course the people are like, you don't need to hide your identity. All of us know who all three of you are. Yeah, you're famous. It's been on the
1: news. Yeah. Well, unless it's And during, obviously
0: we get that you're doing crime, and if it would be yes. set during the
1: pandemic and they are using the masks, then it's all built in.
0: I wouldn't necessarily set this during a pandemic. <laughs> I would set this after that's the pandemic, but like, too. but but still, like, I think the last thing people want right now is pandemic content. But like, I, but that that's why I think for the public. This is, uh, this is relevant, but I wouldn't make that reality within the Absolutely. movie. Absolutely, that makes sense. But I think that that's a fun way, and especially like the Bumbling Criminals, and especially because that way Savannah can help them succeed at some of the crimes that they were otherwise going to fail yeah, at. Yeah, she's, and she's just so cute and endearing. Yeah, and everyone just wants to help her because, my God, this kid is so adorable I don't know how they found this kid. Cause like, I think this is one of the first things she did. And then she did a couple of other uh, roles as well. But like, it's just a cute little blonde kid. And you just look at this girl and you're like,
1: Oh, you're a cute little kid. And she's just so genuine and so earnest.
0: I just, and that has like the biggest smile. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. And when she's sad, like when they do leave her to go skiing and she's wearing those Mickey Mouse ears, eating breakfast by herself, her sad face is just, is, I mean, again, she's so genuine. You're like, Oh man okay yeah. so you got to go to disneyland but okay fine your life sucks your parents just left to go skiing whatever
0: yeah i get, you get it I You like got it. problems
1: too kid okay fair enough
0: yeah but but that's kind of a, the like structurally i think a lot of the things can stay the same like i i liked the i liked father o'hara i liked the priest i liked a lot of the other elements in this yeah. movie but in terms of like framing i wouldn't have them go like break into an abandoned house and just like chill there for a few days like i would have them continue their crime spree because i think it's funny
1: yeah and then it just kind of it it keeps them on the move it's harder to figure out where they are exactly
0: because they are constantly moving sounds good all right cool so if that's our movie then let's talk about uh casting absolutely hey everyone cutting into the middle of the episode this is where we would normally put an ad gretchen doesn't have an ad for her show the babysitters here So I wanted to play you the first little bit of one of the episodes and if you're someone with kids or someone who enjoys content for kids, then maybe this is a channel you want to check out on YouTube. It's very cute and I think it's worth your time. Here we go.
1: (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Do I look silly? I probably do look silly. And why would I look silly? Well, I was worried about some homework i have to do, and I thought maybe if I stopped and felt silly, it would help distract me from my worry. We
0: all worry. And that's the show. If you liked it, check out The Babysitters here on YouTube. I feel like we gotta start with our Alvian boots, and it sounds like you kind of went with white dudes, I kind of went with uh, less white dudes.
1: Actually, no. well... I know you like people to do a specific one. I have two Bootsies because of this because I wasn't sure, but I liked your point or I liked your take on the race. I have a white alve. Well, I all okay. I also considered what if they were female
0: criminals? Like why? I thought about th- I I definitely thought about that too. Like kind of the whole uh, uh, Kate McKinnon Melissa McCarthy kind of thing. Like like that that kind of dynamic. So I
1: had a female Ooh. version of Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones.
0: I can see that. Yeah. Uh,
1: and. But I think as we're talking about this, my Albie would be Dax Shepard.
0: Oh, that's an interesting choice.
1: Because he's so funny when he needs to be, but he also was on Parenthood. And he's actually a really good dramatic actor. So I feel like if there were any of those scenes, even though we're going on a more comedic slant, if you would bring up anything with... Albie's childhood, like the truck, all the flashbacks yeah. or any of those little heart to heart moments. Like when he does hand her back, I think Dax Shepard would be fantastic at acting that out and being like the heartfelt, the
0: criminal you love to love. Yeah, um, And then my Bootsy, I, I would keep is Leslie Jones that's uh that's fun um so my my Alvy, i went with someone who plays crazy great like is an excellent crazy person like can snap at any point and we don't know what he's gonna do so i went with uh, jason manzoukas
1: wait who why am i i know i know that name i'm looking him up hold on uh
0: jason manzoukas has been in the good place he's a voice on big mouth and invincible and he's oh in i Booker know if 99. he was on
1: the good place jason manzoukas
0: Oh, so, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He does. Oh, see, so <laughs> I do love him. He was on The League, which is just a filthy, yes. dirty show.
0: <laughs> also, yes.
1: So I don't know if I could uh, put him in a kid based movie just for
0: that. I mean, he also he's a voice in a lot of cartoons, uh, but like a lot. Of, I mean, and you, I
1: know that doesn't make you, you or break you. But in my head, I can't get past The League and some of the stuff I saw him do. <laughs>
0: I mean you know what the guy who played I can't think of his name right now. You know the guy who played Danny Tanner like his style of comedy, right? Oh,
1: that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very blue, very blue. Yeah.
0: It's it's like that it you're exercising both styles and it's and I I find that funny. Um and so then my boots uh is it is an actor and also voiceover artist named Ron Funches.
1: Interesting. I but I know what he looks like. Do I know him from not voiceover?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Because he also is an actor. He's been on Blackish. He was in AP Bio. He's oh yeah, a stand-up. Okay. I dig it. Both of them are, are very, very distinct styles. And they're, they're both strong comedic performances and kind of bounce off of each other in that way. Yes. I think it would be... So if I was to pull from Hour 4, I think I would like to go with Jason Mendoza and Leslie Jones. Okay. I think that'd be funny. That would be funny. And so that, that, that's kind of the pairing I think I'd like to do. So then in terms of our Savannah, I we were texting about this earlier uh, and both of us kind of realized that it's impossible to cast like a six or seven year old, especially now. Because Yeah, and, I
1: mean, well, and I don't know what's going on with kids stuff. Like there isn't that star, like there's not a Macaulay Culkin or anyone of that nature.
0: I mean, yeah, but like the joke you made is that like this will be the introduction of the Macaulay Culkin. This is how yeah. we find. So I feel like for a character named Savannah, unfortunately you we can't pull from things we know we just need a casting director to find a really good child actor absolutely and i, I feel like so i I literally wrote savannah this picture of a baby
1: <laughs> well at one point in my head i'm like oh wait but she's grown up now i thought of will smith's daughter but she's yeah, too but old she's now like an adult I That's forgot thing, that. Like, like in my head, I'm like, oh, she's so cute. Because I was thinking of her as Annie. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that was a while ago. Never mind. She's able was, to do it. She's yeah, aged Yeah, that was out. like eight
0: years. Like literally a new uh, actress who could fill that role has been born and then since aged out of this role since yep. she played Annie. <laughs> basically, basically. Um. So that just brings us to the mom and the dad. So let's start with the mom. We didn't talk about this, but I would potentially be interested in kind of, role flipping the two characters and having the mom running for whatever the position is and it's the dad who's like oh yeah, this poor kid and it's like okay like kind of flipping it and like having the mom be the politician and the dad be the one who realizes that we've gone too far
1: that's i feel like my casting could go either way on that because i kind of debated that as well i kind of also have two dads because of race i was getting creative and thinking outside of the box
0: I mean, uh-huh. we could certainly just also just have two dads. I don't care. But, like, the... Well, I don't
1: want to... I don't necessarily mean think that outside the box. Just in my head, I flipped... I have, like, two ideas.
0: Well, let's talk about the dad second and then pick one. Let's start with the mom. Um, so you went first for the characters for this. So let me tell you about my mom. My mom is someone who uh, we kind of... like it, We associate her with Southern because she was in Nashville. And in my head, I kind of have this casting of like the mom being around thirty and the dad being kind of in the forties because it kind of felt like that sort of relationship of like, she's a trophy wife. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So um, I went with uh, Hayden Panettiere. Oh, uh, or Hayden Panettiere um, from Nashville, from Heroes, from I Love You, Beth Cooper, just because she is recognizable but not like A list famous. It's like, oh yeah, her. She's the yeah. save the cheerleader, save the world uh, girl. And I thought that she would just be kind of a fun take on either the, I felt like she could either do the caring mother or the politically ambitious mother. And I thought that she would do either version of that very well.
1: That's the person I picked is more A-list, but I could do both as well. I think Blake Lively.
0: Yeah. I, she was on the list I was looking at also. Blake Lively is always great.
1: I think she's fantastic. Well, and that's where my dad comes in. It's kind of stunt casting to have Ryan Reynolds. You're going to do
0: Ryan Reynolds, aren't you? Yeah.
1: I. But I also have an interracial. I have a a, a black dad, so we could do an interracial couple, and then there would be an interracial child.
0: (laughs) We're not going to do Ryan Reynolds. Who did you have uh, as your other option for a dad?
1: Leslie Odom Jr.
0: I don't know who that is. He
1: is the original Aaron Burr in Hamilton, if anyone's watched that on Disney+. Plus, But he's been working a bunch. What? He was in the, um, he's in Murder on the Orient Express, One Night in Miami. He plays Sam Cooke. That's probably his biggest part at the moment. Interesting. But I feel like, again, with the casting, I feel like he could be... I feel like he'd be good at being either way. You'd go with it. If you wanted the dad to be ambitious, he could do that. If you wanted the dad to be the more gentle understanding one, I think he could do that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I kind of had a similar kind of casting Um the, the actor I have, he he's in 300, but you wouldn't recognize him. And he's also kind of more recently been in Westworld and that's kind of like his, his more recent uh, success. Uh, he's an actor named uh, Rodrigo Santoro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. Wasn't he in Love Actually? So.
1: Yes! Y'all, he's the hot guy that Laura Linney wants to hook up with in Love
0: Actually. Oh, I didn't realize. Got it. Yeah. I that was him.
1: That's him. That's I fun. just saw him in something else and I was like, isn't that the hot guy from Love Actually? <laughs> Not that he's just the hot guy from Love Actually. I don't want to well, okay, He's I see it on more than
0: that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so that that that's kind of who I had in mind uh, for the family. Because, like, in terms of the casting for this, I, I don't like this being too distracting. But yeah, we can come back to that. Who did you have for? I so we had kind of the t- two investigators, the decent one, and then the and then the definitely worse one. So I don't know if you cast uh, the investigators at all.
1: I did only the one, the one that was Peter Graves, which was the bad one, um, and I definitely went, I went with the more comedic slant, because again, he can play it straight, but that comedy kind of comes out. Alec Baldwin.
0: Ah, okay. That's not a bad idea. I'm happy to go with Alec Baldwin for that. Um, my option for, uh, like, the, the, whatever his original name was, I forget, Harlan Dobbs was Jennifer Connelly, oh, just because- Interesting can also be a very scary investigator type. And also it's Jennifer Connelly. So all of a sudden this person gets out of a car and you're like, Oh, what's she doing here? And you're like, Oh no, she's here to, 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 yeah. to get shit done. Yeah. But I'm perfectly happy to go with uh, Alec Baldwin. For the other one, I was like, I want someone who like kind of comes off as scary, but is kind of starting to realize the cracks and the flaws in the system and is, and is literally witnessing it play out in front of him. Yeah, But would, but could also theoretically just like kind of stand by and let it happen. I saw him originally in Luke Cage, but he's also probably more well known for being in Sons of Anarchy. It's an actor named Theo Rossi, T H E O R O S S I, and he in in uh in Luke Cage he plays the, the dude with sunglasses and he's great. And he plays that kind of character really really well, but he also like has a depth to him that I I find very compelling. And so I thought that he'd be a good actor uh for this role. So
1: perfect. I
0: don't have anyone.
1: So yeah. So that works. Uh,
0: Do you have, do you have anyone for Father O'Hara?
1: I do. Josh Radner of How I Met Your Mother fame. I feel like again, he'd be good at walking that line of being a little more heartfelt and dramatic if need be, but he's also Mm
0: -hmm.
1: been on a successful sitcom.
0: So I went a different route for that because it's a role that was originally played by crap. What's his name? Pat, uh, what? Pat Morita. Thank you. Pat Morita. And I was like, I want to do someone who would be like, be proud of like filling Pat Morita's shoes. Like someone who'd like, be like, Oh, I want to follow in like kind of the Pat Morita legacy. Especially because like in my racist brain, I was like, Oh, he actually talks like Mr. Miyaki. They got someone with that, like who, who, I, in my head, I was like, oh, he actually has that accent. And of course he doesn't because he's an actor and he's an excellent actor. And so when he like, showed up and he started just like accentless, just American dialect, I, like just my stupid brain was like, oh, that's why it's not. And of course it is. And he has this whole other career, but I wanted someone who would be could kind of like follow in the Pat Marita shoes. And so I went with a, an actor named BD Wong.
1: Oh, I love BD Wong. I mean, the, he's just fantastic. He's in Father of the Bride, for crying out loud, and just... Yeah. The man never he's seen He's in a bunch of different things. He's fantastic. And so, like,
0: how, how rare is it in a movie, especially from the 80s, to have, like, a, a non-white person playing a role, and it's a role that has nothing to do with the fact that they're not white. It yeah. just he happened to be of Asian descent. And I thought that that was like, oh...
1: And that his last name was O'Hara.
0: I was just like, yeah. oh, okay.
1: They didn't care. They,
0: I loved it. They just got this with the guy and I, they loved it. And I was like, I don't want to take that away and replace it with a white dude. Sorry. So that's why I wanted to give it to B.D. Wong.
1: That's fair. I figured I had done balancing out in other departments. So it, Josh Radner just kept popping into my head. But B.D. Wong, I dig that. That's cool.
0: Cool. Uh, then let's talk about writer and director. Do you have a hyphenate or do you have a separate writer-director?
1: I, I don't have anyone. I don't know. I don't know who's up on family stuff. I didn't I didn't do the research, probably, is basically what it comes down to. In my head, if he was alive, I would say John Hughes. But that's... Because he <laughs> John always... John Hughes. He was good would,
0: at... Yeah. yeah. And it's the right time period. The, I will say the writer was the toughest one for me to find. I had the hardest time because in my head, I really wanted it to. So in my head, like I found mm-hmm. the director pretty easily. Okay. Um, Because I just wanted someone who can do sweet movie, uh, inoffensive movies. Cause that's really what this movie is. Yes. Um, and so I found a director for that super easy, but then I, because it's a movie that's called Savannah smile and it's about this little girl. I kind of wanted someone who like, I, I wanted a female writer who could <laughs> write a little girl because at one point, she was one. And so I I also had a hard time. But I also wanted someone who could do the comedy. And it was just this interesting mix. I ended up finding this writer who I couldn't believe I'd never heard of before. But she was one of the writers on... Do you, did you ever watch Pepper Ann growing up?
1: No. I think that's after my time.
0: Fair. But she... So she wrote on Pepper Ann, which was this cartoon. But she also like, created Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Oh, she wrote okay. On Mal- she wrote on Malcolm in the Middle. She's like... The executive producer of something on Fresh Off the Boat. She is a very talented comedic writer, but also has, a, like, has done these like sweet family movies. And I'm, I meant to look up how to pronounce her name, but I'm going to do my best. Nanachka Khan is the name of the writer. Nanachka Khan. Okay. N-A-H-N-A-T-C-H-A, and then Khan is K-H-A-N. Excellent. And I just thought that she would be, because of her experience doing this comedy, because I think at the end of the day, this is a family comedy movie. It's yeah. a sweet, inoffensive family comedy. And while she did write a, a show called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, mm-hmm. I think she can also like, she also worked on kids shows and like can kind of like walk that balance in that line. And so I thought she'd be able to really craft a funny story that would be interesting and compelling.
1: I like that. Because I mean, what we've kind of come up with through this whole process is it's a balance of a lot of things. Absolutely. And, uh, because this oh, is yeah. the sort
0: of movie that you should be able to watch, and like it just makes you feel warm inside,
1: warm and fuzzy, and it makes you go, "Oh, okay, so our family may not have a mansion, but we do have each other," and exactly all that. Yeah, but, but also make it so kids don't want to run away from home.
0: Fifty-fifty. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sam Gash, <laughs>
0: enforcer of uh,
1: children running absolutely.
0: From home. So then, my director is—he's done a bunch of movies, but like, and some 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 hits, some misses. But the but uh, the one that kind of made me think of it was like Fifty First Dates. He's okay. the director of Fifty First Dates. He also directed Adam Sandler's other movie, The Longest Yard. He's directed My Spy. He's directed a bunch of other things. He's uh, uh, a director named Peter Segal. Peter okay. Segal, Segal, yeah. And so I just thought he'd be he'd be kind of fun.
1: It sounds like it because, I mean, those Adam Sandler movies are kind of, a lot of them are the same way where there is like a heartfelt message with that underlying sometimes slapstick comedy.
0: Exactly. So because I got a bunch of these, what I would like to do is I would like to make our mom Hayden Panettiere and then our dad Leslie Odom Jr. Okay. And are there any other roles that you cast that we missed? No. Cool. Then let me take you... We've got our cast. Let me take you through our Savannah Smiles. Alvy is going to be played by Jason Manzukis. Boots will be Leslie Jones. Savannah, we're going to have to find a really cute kid. Oh, man. The mom will be Hayden Panettiere. The dad will be Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, Richard Driscoll, the reasonable uh, investigator, will be Theo Rossi with Harlan Dobbs, the outside investigator, being played by Alec Baldwin. Father O'Hara will be played by B.D. Wong. All of this will be written by Nanachka Khan and directed by Peter Seagal. And that is our remake of Savannah Smiles. Gretchen, you going to go see this movie? I would go see this movie. Cool. Awesome. We did it. We did a remake. So now's the time. Plug all the things you want to plug. What are all the things you want people paying attention to? I would say check
1: out The Babysitters here on YouTube. You might need to type in my name because there is a song by the same name, The Babysitters here, which I actually, (laughs) well, I actually wrote, that's where I got the title from. Uh, Someone I used to babysit said I was the babysitter in The Babysitters here because it's the cool babysitter. So that's my kid endorsement as well as the plug for my show. And that's that's what I have in the works at the moment. I have some other stuff behind the scenes, but... Maybe by the time this is up and running, I'll have more to plug and you can type it in the comments.
0: Well, I was going to say, do you have some social media you want people to follow? So if you, when you do have other things, they can find out there.
1: Absolutely. At Gretchen Crawl, One word, Gretchen Kroll, K-R-U-L-L on Instagram.
0: Sounds good. I am at Sam Gash on Twitter, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H. Or you can follow the podcast, Ideal Remake, at Ideal Remake on Twitter or Instagram, but mostly Instagram. Or you can join us on Facebook, ideal remake or ideal remake podcast or if you prefer listening to your podcasts on youtube you can always subscribe to the youtube channel or any of the other amazing shows on the dueling genre network um i just lost my train of thought oh And if there's anything that you want to do for the show, uh, going on to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review is incredibly helpful for this or any other podcast. And if you've got five, ten minutes and want to do a nice thing, that would be a very nice thing for, again, me or any show that you like. So yeah, that brings us to the end of Savannah Smiles. Gretchen, thank you so much for A, bringing this movie to my attention, and B, being my guest today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for watching. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. So my last question to you is this. What is your favorite quote from the movie Savannah
1: Smiles? (laughs) My favorite quote. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I can just hear her screaming. She's in the bathtub and she's like, Bootsy! And he just kowtows to her and Albie's all sorts of like, what just happened? He went from this hardened criminal to like kowtowing to the kid in the tub. (laughs) Bootsy!